Hello, and welcome to the Stay Healthy Mercer County podcast, the only show dedicated to helping you live a healthier life in and around Mercer County, New Jersey. This show is presented by Adapt Performance and Rehab in Lawrence Township. Adapt Performance and Rehab is dedicated to helping athletes and active adults improve fitness and sports performance, end pain, and get back to doing what they love. And now, here's your show. Hey guys, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Stay Healthy Mercer County podcast. On this first episode, I interviewed Stephanie Goodman and Jane Schwartz of the Nourishing Gurus. They run an awesome nutrition company up in Princeton that primarily helps women in person and online to lose weight without dieting. So it's really similar to what we do, um, but they're they're nutrition experts um, and they really focus on helping people lose weight and, and get healthier and deal with some certain health issues, but doing it in a way without dieting where they're just working on kind of healthy habits. So, you know, in this in this show, what we talked about was, you know, uh, a lot of the mistakes people make when they're looking to lose weight, a lot of the mistakes people make um, in terms of their mindset and what and kind of what they've been told has kind of hurt them before, um, how you can just lose weight by focusing on improving your environment and, and preparing better and uh, a lot of stuff like that. So if you're looking for you know tips and advice to help you lose weight without dieting, I think this episode is going to be an awesome listen. I really enjoyed talking to them. I had a great time talking to them and you should definitely listen. Check them out at nourishinggurus.com. Um, but anyways, yeah, just thank you so much for listening to this first episode and I hope you enjoy the show. All right. Hi, and welcome to the first episode of the Stay Healthy Mercer County podcast. Really excited to get rolling. And today for the first episode, I'm joined by Jane Schwartz and Stephanie Good- Goodman of the Nourishing Gurus in Princeton, New Jersey. Hi, Cody. It's Hi. great to be here. Hi. Yeah, yeah awesome. happy to be here. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for, for being on the podcast and for being the first guest. I'm, I'm super excited to have you guys on. Um, so can we just start by telling me, you know, maybe a little bit about each of your backgrounds and uh, kind of what, what led you to be in uh, like the, the business you're in and really what, what kind of led to starting the Nourishing Gurus? Sure. So this is Jane. Uh, I got into it when I was in college. I had that classic uh, weight gain my freshman year, <laughs> and uh, which, it, which was really new to me. I had never thought about my weight before. And uh, once I got back from break after the first semester, I started crash dieting. And it sort of led me to almost like a borderline eating disorder. Uh, And then where I was in school, I kind of tried to catch myself and I took a couple of nutrition classes and it really, really resonated with me. So from that point on, I decided I wanted to major in nutrition and I was able to kind of pull myself together and uh, ended up getting a Bachelor of Science in Nutrition and then went on to get my registered dietitian degree. So it was history since then, yeah. And, and how about you, Stephanie? Um, well, I started a little bit later. I actually started out as an actuary and working in computers, um, but I had, uh, I, my late 20s, I started developing a digestive disorder. And um, after going to doctor and doctor, doctor, so many doctors, um, they couldn't do anything but say, oh, well, here, take this pill and it might help. Um, fortunately, um, I found a holistic doctor who diagnosed me with the food sensitivity and that pretty much changed my life. And then I just started telling everyone I knew, oh, you got to look into this. And I started <laughs> giving unsolicited advice. And so finally, my husband's like, you need to do this. So I yes, went back so to you school. Tell you're passionate about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, awesome. 
I always find it so like fascinating because like most people that are in some kind of like health or you know fitness industry is probably has a personal backstory of why they're into it and it's usually kind of some struggles and um, you know for like for myself I've had a few like digestive issues um, it's kind of made me interested in you know getting healthier overall but you know mm-hmm. obviously some weight gain and weight loss struggles and Pyle had her own back pain and I've had plenty plenty of injuries but I just always find it kind of fascinating because it's like what whatever you've gone through is usually you can kind of turn that into your passion and strength so that's, that's really cool so um, tell me about how the nourishing gurus came to be so um, my friend Barbara um, our sons were friends so uh, I'd known her for a while and Jane is her sister-in-law and she kept saying you two have to sit down and talk she's like oh she always tells me about nutrition you always tell me about nutrition so finally one day we sat down in her kitchen and we haven't stopped talking since <laughs> awesome. right. so how long ago was that so that was six years ago okay so you guys have been um, open for about six years right awesome yeah. cool so yeah tell me a little bit more about the nurturing gurus kind of you know who do you primarily work with and and what you know are the main problems that you solve for them we mostly work I would say with with women um, in middle age, uh, you know, busy, the professional women, or they could be uh, empty nesters or nearing retirement. It's kind of because it's kind of like where we are, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so we can really relate to that and the struggles that a lot of women face um, in premenopause and during menopause, things like that, and uh, a lot, mostly weight struggles. Um, that can come along with other issues. Okay. What are, what are some of the other issues that can come along with the weight struggles? Well, like Stephanie was mentioning, there's digestive issues, mm-hmm. reflux, you know, different you know, kinds of yeah. <laughs> uh, digestive things, and also uh, prediabetes or, or blood sugar issues, people having, you know, rising you know, cholesterol levels, blood pressure problems. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has this, but it's not uncommon for women that we see to be on some, maybe potentially some medications and they're really looking to improve their life and um, as they age and stay healthy into retirement. For sure. Okay. So it's mainly kind of uh, middle-aged women going into retirement and a lot, lot of weight loss. You see a lot of like thyroid. We do. Many okay. people we see when we ask for their medication okay. list, like Synthroid, is <laughs> it's okay. pretty common. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I definitely. I'd say we have a kind of similar demographic, but definitely a lot of you know middle-aged women who are looking to lose weight and very common that they have kind of some thyroid conditions going on so yes. good, good to know awesome so um what what is the you know what's like the biggest mistake you usually see people making when people come to you um what's the biggest mistake that they've kind of been making that's you know leading them to obviously not make the progress and seek you guys out i would say so many people are on they put themselves on a diet and it's too restrictive they can't sustain it um they end up you know just their their mind basically like backfires on them and they can't do it any longer so then they say oh forget it I'm off and then they go the opposite direction and that happens back and forth and back and forth for years some yeah of them. so kind of like the, just a traditional fad dieting where they're just going up and down and right. trying things and is it is it eventually it's just mentally it's kind of too draining of that that cycle on their emotions is that what you think what leads to it um there's several things it's definitely draining and they just you know we all all have this inner rebel that's like i want to eat something good and then they so that that wins out when you try to damp dampen it too much um and then when that happens the mindset tends to be oh well i'm off the diet so forget it i'm just going to go for the whole buffet yeah. <laughs> you know 
But there's also a lot of misunderstanding, you know, misinformation uh, out there. You know, low-fat diets were popular for years, and people still think like, oh, low-fat, I have to eat low-fat, and how many turn around, look how many calories on the package when they're not really looking at the nutrients. Yeah, okay, so what are, what are some of the diets, or what are the, some of the popular diets that people are doing before coming to you? Are there like a certain yeah, few well, Weight Watchers out? is probably one of the most common. So Weight Watchers is common. Yeah, and you know, our feeling about that is if it works for you, just uh -huh. stick with it. But when when it's not working long term, you have to kind of shift and go a different, okay. a different so, route. Okay, so Weight Watchers is common. What's, what's the biggest yeah. problem you usually see when people are on Weight Watchers? I would say they just get too wrapped up in points. Okay. Um, and then it all becomes about how many points you eat during the day instead of what's really actually right for my body and um, and what's what am I feeling you know because we tap into a lot of people like when do you eat when you're hungry do you stop when you're full you know if you can really tune into what your body signals are telling you you don't need to that's our big thing is we try to let we try to release people from calorie counting okay. counting points um, is which, that because mentally it's kind of too restrictive mentally it's restrictive but it also really doesn't get to the root of how to sustain healthy eating habits long term you get too caught up in the numbers and not actually what fuels your body in the okay. right way so what's what's usually the root then listening to your body's hunger signal it's okay. all about really? not all about but it's mostly about hunger eating when you're hungry stopping when you're full it's really tuning into that there's so much mindless eating going on yeah um, so we focus a lot on okay. that. Okay. So if people can just cut that out, you see usually big changes. Mm -hmm. And not only that, just not only hunger and fullness, like people need to pay attention to how certain foods feel in their body. Yeah. You know, because if you're tired every day, well, maybe it was something you ate earlier on. Or if you have aches and pains or digestive issues, it might be something that you're eating. Your body's talking to you constantly, so uh -huh. you just need to listen. So Okay. So it's a lot more focused on not just... Not just a quantity, not just kind of counting calories or something, but really more on um, how stuff is making you feel and how you feel before and after eating, right? Um, do you feel like, say somebody does a lot of mindless eating and, you know, somebody comes to you and they say they're like a, a night eater and they'll just snack a lot at night. Um, what do you think causes that? Because a lot of times it can be, you know, stress or something like that. How do you guys usually approach that issue? Um, we usually have them journal. Okay. Or we also have them write down, because another thing we do a lot is just have people be aware, like acutely aware of their eating habits and what, when they're eating, when they're snacking. And then um, once they establish what their pattern is, then we, we like when, when we, we were talking about this, when, when there's obstacles <laughs> that yeah. we can solve. Uh, and so we brainstorm about how to do that. But a lot of times we'll have them, you know, write down what emotions are causing them to eat or it might not even be an emotion. It just might be that they're bored or the triggers. What, you know, what triggers they have. Or triggers them. Right. And then we problem solve each one. Okay. So how can they use a non-food method to approach that trigger instead of using sure. food? Okay. So that's that's usually the root then is the trigger, right? Exactly. So mm -hmm. if you're just focused on counting calories, you're never... It doesn't help. Just, just short term, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Or they may be even just under eating. And then it just kind of catches up with them later okay. at night. They may or they may not be balancing their food in the right way. Do you find um, from the diets, and obviously some of them are, are really, you know, calorically restrictive. Do you find people are are people doing any harm to their bodies for like years of cereal dieting? Yeah, it's definitely 
there's a lot of research out there. It's not healthy to go up and down and up and down. It's almost better just to stay up for a little bit. You yeah. Know? Uh, so mostly um, metabolism, hormone, or what do you see? Probably both. Both. Because okay. uh, with metabolism, what you're doing, you lose weight. But if you're not losing it the right way, then you could be losing muscle. Muscle. But when you gain it back, it's almost always fat. Yeah. So you're 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 left off. Even if you're the same weight, you're in worse shape. Worse. Okay. Yeah. So say somebody's been dieting. They've been you know, put through the diet ringer for years. They've probably done some, some damage to their bodies and they start, you know, working with it and they want to just achieve, you know, sustainable health without dieting. Um, how do you start? How do you kind of reintroduce them into losing weight while trying to like fix their metabolism or whatever's happened? Well, we really look at it from, um, I guess a triad approach. Uh -huh. Uh, three different ways. So um, first, want to make sure they really know what good nutrition is, because again, I said there's a lot of misinformation out there, um, and tuning into the body. And as we we're talking about that, we have something called body awareness muscle. We call it BAM. Mm -hmm. That you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't lose, use a muscle, you start to lose it. For so sure. if they start to not tune into their BAM, then they start to lose that muscle. So we really help them uh, reactivate that. Okay. So just um, kind of just consciously being more aware aware of how they're feeling absolutely. over time they get better at that yes. skill yeah okay we also work a lot of on their environment their kitchen environment because environment will trump willpower every time yeah <laughs> so um, work on that environment and then just rework how they're thinking and you know how what they're thinking about when they're eating okay awesome cool so it's a lot of awesome. a lot of environment a lot of like mindset it seems mm -hmm. like and a lot of like awareness those yeah are kind of the main three mm -hmm. what are um what are the you know probably tough few things people can do maybe two or three things to improve their environment number one would be getting their kitchen stocked okay with the right food what should they get you know just having good pantry staples you know that first of all so we help them stock their pantry okay. um, with things that they can just readily pull out and and put meals together quickly okay like uh, what is like one or two things you would say? like a, like a really good canned tuna or okay. salmon or beans um okay, health, so like healthier pastas quick protein sources exactly carbs that can do quickly yep okay. exactly and then and then the same goes for their for their refrigerator <laughs> uh stocking up well so so if you have everything on hand then um, then it's much easier to put meals together quickly instead of just opening the pantry going, oh my god what am I going to eat or you, you just get so so uh, overwhelmed also there's so much like Stephanie was saying before misinformation yeah. about what is healthy yeah. what do I keep doing high you know carbs are bad you yeah. know so it's you know we help kind of clear up some of that okay cool so so having good food um, nearby and just kind of quickly what, what else have you to say one other thing environmentally that people can do um, well, thinking about what happens, a lot of times people fall off at the end of the day. They're, okay. they're come home from work, they're starving, and we have something called decision fatigue. So you only have so many decisions you can make in a day, and when you get towards the end of the day, you're making poor decisions. So if you have some kind of something you can grab quickly, you know, like carrot, cut up carrots, even if you do that on a Sunday, a bunch of vegetables cut up, and you see that right there when you open the fridge, then that's gonna really help. Yeah. Okay, so it seems like having healthy stuff readily available, having yeah. it prepped is, is huge. That way you don't have to rely on motivation to make it later on when you're tired. Right, for sure. And on that same token, are you a fan of getting rid of things that, you know, getting rid of the cookies and the chips out, out of the pantry? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 
what would you say? Because like I'll, I'll, I totally agree with all that, and I'll tell people that, and people would be like, you know, especially moms, like, oh well, I can't get rid of the chips because my son's got them. Like, what would you say to, to them? There's, well, there's healthier versions. Yeah, that's <laughs> We could have jinxed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's healthier versions of so many of the snacks. So at least get a healthier version and put it out of sight so you don't see it. You know, maybe the kids know where it is, <laughs> but when you see it, then you want it more. Okay. So the more you see it, the more you'll just be like, ah, oh, I want right. some of that. Okay. So and get the family version. on board too, because like if somebody, if, you know, we do have chips in my house occasionally, but if somebody leaves them out, it's much harder for me. So I ask people, can you just put it away when you're done? Because you wouldn't believe, you know, when the chips are open and you smell the bag, it makes it so much harder. Yeah, for sure. I think every time you, like, pass by it, you're, yeah. you're giving it up. And if you pass by it ten times, one of those times, you're going to want it. Definitely. So, um, obviously, there's a ton of misinformation out there. Um, I think everyone's aware of that. What are, what are some of the things, probably the more common, um, you know, myths or, or just kind of pieces of misinformation that people kind of have before coming to see you? What, what do you think is most common? this food is bad, I shouldn't eat this, or, or vice versa? Well, probably like Stephanie said before, the low fat thing, low fat, you know, okay. even though it's kind of making a resurgence in some, for mm-hmm. some people, I think they're still scared to bring some fat back, you know, okay. some fat into their diet so that, so that their fat is so restricted that they end up getting hungry, much hungrier between yeah. meals and it's okay. not as balanced. Okay. So uh, just for the, you know, the listeners, yeah. this, but so if you're saying like fat will keep you full if you're eating enough fat will keep you full and without that people are getting hungry too quickly and then obviously then they're going to overeat later is that what you say mm-hmm. okay so what are um what are some good fats that you usually recommend our favorite's probably avocado, avocado mm-hmm. is okay. which is a big That's popular like my one favorite, yeah. <laughs> but c- certain nuts and, yeah. and nut butters and seeds and olive oil yeah. and coconut you know, coconut yeah. you know people like spraying their pan oh. with with Pam and you know eating you know zero fat yogurts and and so um, we'll tell them no you need to bring in fact when I was in my bad dieting phase I can remember um, trying to get my fat grams under 10 a day and I was like what was I thinking you know that'll really mess with your hormones because we need fat for brain or brain especially the middle-aged women like you need that good healthy fat for the hormones so then yeah definitely if you're working with middle-aged women you usually not recommend a low-fat diet never never okay would you say you go moderate fat like high fat low carb or where would you say most of your plans lie I'd say moderate. Moderate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Moderate. Awesome. What, what else would you say one or two other big pieces of misinformation? Is it around carbs? Is it around like meal timing? Well, one big thing is um, looking at the front of the packages and yeah. so many foods look like they're healthy, but yeah. when we look at in the ingredients, it's like not at all healthy. So. Okay. What are some things you look out for that like people might think are healthy, but if you really look, that's probably not so good? Just food additives and the ingredients. I mean, you got to really look at the ingredients. And if it has too many ingredients or things that you don't know as food, our bodies just don't know how to handle those and break those down. And it just becomes like these chemicals in the body. So, so one one yeah. good example we've used before in talks is um, a Quaker weight control. It's weight. It's called weight control oatmeal. Yeah. And it says weight control because they add the uh, processed protein to it and they have artificial sweetener so the sugar it's very low sugar yeah. quote unquote but it uses two forms of artificial sweeteners 
So on the uh, that's another reason. Like if you just go to the calories, well, it might be calorie controlled, and the fat is low, and the sugar's low, but it's all fake. It looks sure. beautiful. And right? the package looks <laughs> natural, yeah, and they can say it's, low, they can say it's low cal, but it's just filled with artificial foods. So that is not going to be beneficial to your hormones or your weight in the long run. So we pull people off a lot of that, and we just have them give them ways to make their own oatmeal and add yeah, some good healthy sure. ingredients. Okay. So you're not doing like the, like the diet foods, like the skinny things or the low-cal things. People mm -hmm. should stay away from those. Just eat the regular thing. Right. Just don't load it up with sugar or butter or something like that. Right? Right. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Um, what are, so what would you say are the kind of common themes of your most successful clients? You know, I'm sure you've had uh, a lot of people that you guys work with and, you know, the people that seem to really make the most progress and probably not the most progress in terms of like in a month, but most sustainable and just kind of make it a, a part of their life. What, what would you say they do so well that if you kind of group all those people together? Um, I would say when they come to us and they're open-minded and really ready to make a change, you know, they're frustrated and like we can kind of see it in their eyes or hear it in their voice if we yeah. talk to them on the phone that they're just ready to make a change. And also open-mindedness to the fact that what some of the things we do aren't exactly like Conventional, so yeah. uh, you know less traditional methods. If they're open-minded okay, to that, so you gotta be open-minded to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like the people that are open-minded are the people who have tried everything else before and they're like, it didn't work. I'll do anything, or is it people that haven't had as much exposure? It's both, really. Probably I would both. say, yeah. Okay. And also people who come and they're not just looking for the next quick fix. Okay. Because um, you know, if someone's saying, oh, I, I just want to, you know get my weight down X amount, you know, in the next couple of weeks so that I can fit into this dress for an upcoming wedding or whatever. Yeah. And so that's not really what we're about. Um, someone who's, who's willing to, you know, look at it more long-term. Sure. Okay. Awesome. So be open-minded and be willing to play the long game. Is yes. That that's awesome. Cool. Love that. Um, so, so when people come to work with you guys, how, how does that work? Is it in person, online? Um, can you just kind of describe a little bit of, of how you usually work with people? Or do you have different ways? Well, people who are local, um, we do have a, some percentage of our business that is in person and we counsel them. Usually um, one of us, they'll meet with one of us or we'll go back and forth because mm -hmm. we keep each other informed on exactly what's going on okay. with that client. Uh, so we always say two eyes are they're better than one, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Especially when it's a complex case. Seems or, like you guys are yeah. complete each other's sentences. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we're always in tune with what's going on, with the client, even if one of us is meeting with them. Uh, and then, but then we do do a lot of things. On, have online programs as well. That's more of what we do, I would say. Okay, so more is online. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, for those programs, are there are there the one on one? Are they like Skype, Zoom, or how do you guys do it? It's both. We do group and we do seasonal cleanses because okay. that's like sometimes a great start, jump start for people to um, jump dive into our world, I guess. Um, but we also do, um, we have something, uh, it's more of like a high-end small group program okay. where we really like help everybody. It's more longer term, uh, okay. like 10-week program. But okay, longer uh, term, 10-week. How, so how does that work in a group? Uh, group calls? Yeah, so we, we're in touch with them once a week, so they can check in with us if they want to. Hopefully, they want, you know, the more they talk, check in with us, we know they're doing Better more. But we also include a couple of private with them, okay. too, just in case somebody has some outlying issue that we need to work on. Okay, awesome, cool. Tell me about the, the cleanses a little bit. The, you said they're seasonal? Seasonal, right, okay. yeah. So uh, how long are they? 
usually a week. Usually about a week? Yep, okay. just a week cleanse. It kind of just jump starts things for them. It gets them, you know, into understanding, oh, this is what healthy, a clean, healthy, you know, eating plan can, like, you know, can yeah. feel like. I mean, it is a restrictive plan just okay. for the week. So we, it's understood that this is not what we expect okay. long term, but sometimes, and we don't do that with everyone, but sometimes it just gives them a little jump start. Okay. And then we help them. About yeah. that, yeah. So how do you balance, uh, you know, it seems like your uh, mindset and approach is long term sustainable. How do you balance that with uh, the doing the week long cleanse? Well, even within the cleanse, like we give them emails almost every day okay. and we talk about how to, you know, what, what did you learn from this process that you'd be willing to take, you know, kind of into your life. We understand that you're not going to be this restrictive. And so our, our whole philosophy is built around not eliminating any one thing forever. You know, yeah. so we, that's, that's why I think we have so much success with people because it's not black and white. Um, we help them decide how they can have, you know, a piece of cake or a glass of wine or, you know, sure. so chips or whatever. They might whatever. not do it on the cleanse, but then They might not do it on the cleanse, them. but okay. we're very clear that this is, we, you know, we expect that people are going to, they have normal lives, you know, they're not going to be restricting everything the rest of their life, but how do you fit that in long term and still lose weight and then maintain the weight loss? For sure. Okay. So just being really clear about this is not the rest of your life. This exactly. Is week, but after this week, we can talk about how to get you feeling this good the rest of your life. Right. And I have to say, every once in a while, someone will discover, even within seven days, is that what you were going to say? Yeah, I think so. Go ahead. Yeah, go. <laughs> well, no, we always get the question, can I do this for an extra week? Is this yeah. okay? And it's safe. It's completely, it's not restrictive. Yeah. Is that what you were going to well, say? Well, no, I was going to oh, say, okay. sometimes people discover a hidden food sensitivity, right. even within a week-long cleanse. Tell me more about that. So, because once they we take out, for instance, gluten and dairy and just some some high triggers uh, or food sensitivities that are common. Um, plenty of people don't have trouble with any of those things, but every once in a while we have them introduce it one at a time back in and someone will say, oh my God, that just completely killed really my digestion. Like and we say, you might have a yeah. lactose intolerance or be sensitive to dairy. You know, they discover something they had no idea was bothering them. Okay, so it's more of when they reintroduce it. Yes. They didn't have a problem before because they were so used to it. Mm -hmm. Correct. And then when they go away from it and reintroduce it, that's a problem? Yes. Yeah. Okay, wow. Well, so usually you'll just kind of try to narrow down on that and keep that out of their right. diet? Okay. Or they, it's not very hard to do because they're motivated. They're like, oh, I'm not eating that anymore. <laughs> okay, it just makes them feel like crap. So yeah, they, don't do it. they okay. didn't realize. Yeah, awesome. people don't realize how crappy they feel until they start to feel good. Sometimes, you know, like, wow, I bounced, you know, jumped out of bed this morning. I have more energy. I'm like, I didn't know I could feel this way. So they're just chronically absolutely feeling terrible. Okay. So in in addition to weight loss, usually it's you know when people adopt this kind of. I don't want to call it diet, but a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Seems like they're probably, you know, getting overall healthier. Do you guys do any kind of blood work? A little, yeah. Yeah, we do. Okay. We do if, yeah. if we feel like it's required. Okay, so it kind of yeah. depends on the person. It depends on the person. And, and, would, they have, and would that be for um, like sensitivities and allergies? What, what would lead you to getting the blood work done? It can be. Um, it could be micronutrient testing. Okay. You know, we have a like, really um, intensive panel of all their vitamins and minerals and antioxidant status. Could be some digestive. food sensitivities, some okay. digestive things, depending on their case. Okay. Yeah. What about? Um, do you ever recommend supplements? Yeah. Yeah. Are Pretty there um, are there a few that you would recommend to everybody, or does it really have to be customized? It has to be customized, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you would there's not like any that you recommend like hey these are some good ones that like everyone can do. Well, I think for most women, I would say. Um, in terms of like, especially bone health, 
we may steer them towards making sure their vitamin D levels are in check. They may okay. need vitamin D or, or like magnesium is really important and yeah. we're into vitamin K2 okay. as well. So there are certain things like bone wise and heart wise too right. if you're having some, uh, but and we're not like heavy supplementation, sure. but it's very targeted okay. depending on the case. Okay. So and yeah, yeah, there are certain things we definitely favor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, are there any supplements that you think people are either wasting their money on that are common ones or potentially even doing harm? I would say like the typical one a day kind of thing yeah, that you get so at the, uh, yeah, I mean, there's stuff in there that I wouldn't want to ingest, especially oh. regularly. So it, I think it could be doing more harm than good. More harm than good. Okay. And there's no evidence that it even, your body's even using it very well. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or if they're taking way too much calcium or they're using calcium carbonate, which is really hard to, to digest, not very well absorbed or, you know, so, um, certain things that we notice and we say, okay, let's switch that out. Okay. Awesome. So one, one big thing that, you know, if we're talking about mindset and weight loss is always the skin. Um, you know, I know there's some people who hate it and will never want to go on it. And, you know, some people who want to weigh themselves every day, where, where do you guys usually fit in with that? I think we're pretty open to what somebody's comfortable with. Okay. I think it's good for people to, um, have a, a baseline so whether it's whether these pants fit and then they they fit you know or your belt loop goes smaller or or on the scale or just how you feel some kind of range where you can track and see how far you've come because i think it's really important for for our mindsets to know that you've making you're making progress okay so we, we don't personally weigh people okay right so it's if they want to they can do it mm -hmm. it's up to them how they want to track okay. their progress um is is there anything that you'd like to see in terms of tracking their progress? Is there other ways that you would do it, or is it really completely up to them how they want to track? It's kind of up to them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, unless we notice that they're getting obsessive, you know, and they're weighing every day, and then they're they're calling and like I was up 0.2 pounds, and you know, right. You gotta relax. <laughs> this relax. is a <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the clothes thing is important. Like we usually tell them take a pair of pants or a skirt or something that's just feeling a little mm -hmm. snug, and then you know. Two, three, four weeks from now, let's put that on. You know, try that on again. Yeah, that feels okay. Yeah. Do you think um, that I guess doesn't play into that negative mindset as as much? Like the yes. clothes, not as much, but it's the the number is where people get into trouble. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Cool. Um, so, what? Let me ask you. You guys can both answer. What advice would you give to yourself ten years in the past about nutrition and healthy living? What's something that you really wish you knew 10 years ago? I mean, I would come back to the no fat, the low fat, okay. but I don't know if it was 10 years, you know, I don't know yeah, exactly what years ago. Exactly, yeah. But as far as giving advice to a client, you know, we used to, we used to both like, okay, here's what you want to eat and be on your way. Yeah. But we realized it's just so much more than that. We have to take into effect their, into account their lifestyle and environment. And the mindset is just huge. The way people are thinking and um, just to really come at it from all, all ways. So mm -hmm. I think people are surprised, like when they see our intake form, they're like, what do you want to know about my bathroom habits? Or, right. you know, just yeah. like simple things that you don't think even would relate to your weight okay. or your health. And, mm -hmm. and it's a little more in depth, you know? Yeah. So the, it seems like the biggest mistake people make is trying to just do the one size fits all things and not paying attention to the broader picture. Right. Is that, is that fair to say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Um, so where can, where can our listeners find more about you online if they want to work with you or just kind of 
learn a little bit more, uh, you know, about what you guys do. Where can they find you? Are you guys on um, social media? Yes, we are. Yeah. Well, so we have a website, nourishinggurus.com. Uh, nourishing, yeah, with two G's. <laughs> and um, we're on Instagram, and everything is Nourishing Gurus. So Instagram, we actually have a YouTube channel too, where we have um, some videos. We so one of our focus is uh, helping women because we know they're so busy is. Uh, being able to do things quicker and save time. So uh, we have what we call our three and three series, so three tips in three minutes or less. Awesome. So, cool. okay. so yeah, we had a hard time narrowing it down to three minutes, but um, so we have some YouTube videos okay. on so that. Now and just, is that under the Nourishing Gurus? Is that the uh, yeah, if you just do a search for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And you guys, so on Instagram, everything is Facebook. at Nourishing Gurus. Yeah. Okay. Facebook. And the website is thenourishinggurus.com. Yep, and we also have a private Facebook page. Okay. You have to uh, ask to join, but it's free, you know. And uh, that we, we post in there pretty frequently, and it's all about kind of busy hacks, you yeah, know, yeah. for busy women. And okay, awesome. Is that just for clients, or is that for anybody? Everyone? Everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, how can they find that page? It's called Nutrition and Lifestyle Hacks. Okay. Uh, but it's on our regular Facebook page. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. They can access it from there. Yeah, I mean, they can just email us. Too. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. They can email you guys, and then if it's yeah. okay with you, I can also put like a link to any of these, like when yeah. we release the podcast. That'd be easier. Right so we can definitely do those if you're interested in it. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, is there anything else that you kind of want to share that you didn't get out or, or want to say? No, I guess I would just tell people like, don't try to do everything at once. Yeah. Yes. You know, because sometimes people are like, okay, I'm going to change this and get rid of this. And it's just, it's just almost too much and it's not sustainable. Again, that word sustainable comes to play, but, but that's what I think we would say. Just um, take it one step at a time because then you can build habits and habits are really what keeps it long term. I agree. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I think we'll end it on that note. That big thing theme is sustainability. Yeah. Awesome, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being our first guest. I think this was an awesome interview. I think people will really enjoy it. Great. Thanks. Thank you so much, Cody.